Hello, and welcome to Check It Out, a podcast from your local library. I'm your host, Ellen, and today I'm joined by Erica. Hi. And Erica, you are here to talk about our summer, right? I am. It's coming up very soon, Ellen. Okay, when does it kick off? It starts on June 1st. We are all very excited about this. I think summer reading is the thing that everyone looks forward to, no matter what. I agree. I think that it's probably what we're most well known for here in the library world is having the summer reading program available for all of our patrons. So Erica, you're here to tell us about our summer this year, but how much do you know about the history of summer reading programs? Well, Ellen, this will be my 14th summer, 15th summer. I don't know. Time is weird. Um, Here at EVPL, and I actually used to run the adult and teen one when I first started, but that's been a long time ago, and I'm getting old, so I remember some parts of it. (laughs) Well, if it makes you feel better, summer reading programs are just a little bit older than you. Okay. The early program started in 1890. Wow. At that point, it was a lot more teaching children how to care for books. So it wasn't really anything to do with reading at all. Care Um, of books. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I looked this up. The Cleveland Library League are the people who kind of started everything, it looks like. And their goal was to impress the need of good book care on the children. The children were urged to also make a list of their six favorite books and share that with other children. So that's kind of the only element that actual reading plays into it. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. But from this, we do get a famous uh, library bookmark. It's called the Maxon Bookmark from 1897. And it has this whole thing that you can read. Pass this over to you so you can read it. Okay. So this is from the bookmark. Once upon a time, a library book was overheard talking to a little boy who had just borrowed it. The words seemed worth recording, and here they are. Please don't handle me with dirty hands. I should feel ashamed to be seen when the next little boy borrowed me. Or leave me out in the rain. Books can catch cold as well as children. Or make marks on me with your pen or pencil. It would spoil my looks. Or lean on me with your elbows when you are reading me. It hurts. Or open me and lay me face down on the table. You would not like to be treated so. Or put in between my leaves a pencil or anything thicker than a single sheet of thin paper. It would strain my back. Whenever you are through reading me, if you are afraid of losing your place, don't turn down the corner of one of my leaves, but have a neat little bookmark to put where you stopped and then close me and lay me down on my side so that I can have a good comfortable rest that's a very long bookmark that is a very long bookmark (laughs) but very clever (laughs) so this was actually like advertised in library catalogs so like the same place people would be ordering their new library books from and like your book carts and the kind of stuff that we use in the library that is fascinating this is one of the things that you could get I learned something new today, Ellen. Thank you. (laughs) It's weird to me that it's so boy-centric. Yes. But again, 
late 1800s. Yes. And what's funny now, I think, is that a lot of research has shown that boys are the ones that most likely stop reading once they reach, you know, that late tween teenage years. Mm -hmm. And girls are predominantly more of the readers nowadays. But obviously, the bookmarks back then catered more to the male demographic. Maybe that was all a ploy just to get the boys reading again. Hey, whatever works. I love it. So that's what Cleveland did. There was also the Carnegie Library of Pittsburgh, and they had a summer playground libraries program. When it started, the library would visit five different playgrounds for six weeks during the summer, and they would do all the library things right there at the playground. So they would give story times, they would lend books, they would sign people up for cards. So it's library outreach. Yes. We do that. We do that still. <laughs> yes, we do this exact same thing. And I, I remember my library doing very similar things when I was like really little. Yeah. I definitely remember my library when I was like four or five doing like water slides at the park. So they just basically went and covered our playground gymnasium with soapy water. <laughs> it was great as a four-year-old. Yeah. So that's, I think, all that mattered. Well, that's interesting. Library outreach is, well, I mean, library is outreach. It's mm. getting outside the building. Okay. I could go on about outreach, <laughs> but this is about summer reading. So please continue. <laughs> that's kind of what summer reading was up through the 1930s or so. We did kind of see themes start to pop up in 1929, but I couldn't find out what those themes were or much about them. But one of my favorite things that I did find out is in 1946, there was a really fun summer reading program in Kansas. And this information I actually got from a person named Stephanie Burton. And this was part of her master's thesis to get her library science degree, was just writing about summer library programs like throughout history. That's interesting. So in 1946 was kind of when the Kansas program really took off, but it was started in 1942, and it was available to children from elementary school through junior high. The children were able to turn in a slip for each book that they read, and it would collect some information, you know, like where they lived, where they went to school, so they could contact them. And it also had a spot to check boxes for how well they liked the book and how hard it was to read. And this is where you get to the prizes. Okay. <laughs> this was the first indication of like summer reading prizes that I could find. If you were a child in 1940s who read five books, you could earn a certificate signed by the PTA president, your principal, and a librarian. Well, that just sounds like something that they would keep forever. Mm -hmm. And if you read 10 books, you would get a yellow seal on the certificate. Okay. And if you read 20, you would get a red seal. So this was a, a big deal. The prize was a certificate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. all they offered. All right. Um, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know how well that would go over nowadays, but I guess when it's the only thing you have, it's still pretty cool. Yeah. And it was new. It was a novelty. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the library system reported major increases in circulation. The first year they offered this program, it went up 52%. Wow. And by the fourth year of the program, their circulation had gone up 107%. That's amazing. So the certificate worked. worked. Yeah. It worked. Incentives work. 
that certificate was kind of the thing that kicked off a lot more summer reading. Last statistic I saw was from 2014, and it said that 95% of public libraries in the United States host some sort of summer reading program. Wow. So it really is everywhere, which is pretty cool. And I feel like we would not be able to complete this program without talking about Book It. Oh, Book It. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that not the dream? (laughs) Reading and pizza. What a great combination. (laughs) It's so good. It is still going on. Like, you can still sign up to do Book It. For anyone who doesn't know, Book It is a reading program that partnered with Pizza Hut. It began in 1984. So this is something that typically a school system will set up. It's not directly through public libraries. But a lot of times a classroom will set up specific reading goals for each child or for the class as a whole. Apparently that's a newer thing. And when you meet those goals, you get a free pizza. Yes. It's very specifically the personal pan pizza, which is the dream of every 10 year old, I think. (laughs) But I mean, it was, it it was, it was a treat, you know, we got to go out and go to a restaurant and they I'm pretty sure Pizza Hut had the really fancy red cups that yes. I loved it was a special treat and you got it because you were reading mm-hmm. and I mean for those of us who love reading like I said it was the dream <laughs> yeah so I remember when I did book it I think it was read four books and you get a pizza okay I don't remember that far wow <laughs> I think that's I just remember at one point I had a button that had a dinosaur on it. And once I got four <laughs> little stickers, I got a pizza. Um, Anybody uh, alive in elementary school in the uh, around 1990, 92? Let me know. Did we have to read four books? I don't remember. <laughs> it does look like nowadays it's a bit more flexible and it's based on individual students reading goals and abilities. So that's pretty cool because yeah. it's still giving everyone a chance to win their own pizza. So Pizza Hut still offers it. That's fantastic. Yes. Um, You can go to bookitprogram.com and enroll. Although, like I said, I think you have to be a school to enroll in the program. Mm. Well, hey, if any uh, local pizza joints would like to relive and revive this, please call me. (laughs) Yeah. Can we get a deal going with like Taroni's? Yeah. Or Azip? Hey, if you guys are listening, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) So that kind of pretty much brings us up to the current state of summer library work. So Erica, yes, tell us what we're doing this year. So starting on June 1st, which is a Thursday coming up not too far from now, we will start our summer begin your journey. That is our theme for 2023. The program will run through the entirety of June and July. So it will end on July 31st. And during that time, readers of all ages, not just kids, we do all ages here, have an opportunity to read books and participate in activities and programs to earn a chance to win one of our fantastic prizes. So starting on June 1st, we're going to have kickoff parties at Mm -hmm. all of our eight locations. Some of them, I don't remember which ones, some are from 10 to noon. Then we have some that are in the afternoon starting at 3 o'clock. And then Red Bank will be hosting one starting at 5.30 p.m. If you come to the registration kickoff, you get to have some snacks, do some crafts. We have all kinds of games. And you can sign up for the summer reading program at that time. And when you sign up, you get a cool registration gift. But it's okay if you can't make it to the kickoff because you can register at any time during the summer. 
you can register all the way up until the end to participate. And we will have registration gift prizes for as long as the supplies last. They're really cool this year. I think people will be excited to receive those. So yeah, it's pretty easy to sign up. We have a little registration card everybody fills out when they get that back to us. They get their reading log and they can get their registration prize and get reading for the summer. So I know our summer kickoff parties were a huge deal last year. We had a ton of people show up. And what kind of stuff can we expect to see at those parties this year? So we have crafts for all ages. We have two crafts for kids and then one for teen and one for adults. Every location will have some snacks and some drinks. Every location is kind of, you know, locations know the people that are visiting and that come to the location. And some locations have bigger outdoor spaces. Some places have bigger meeting rooms. So we've kind of left it open to what works best for the location as far as activities. But we have giant games at some of them. We're going to have dance parties. Just a good time for everybody to have. I really, if you're looking for something to do that day, I highly recommend that you come and see what we have at our locations because it's going to be a good day. It does sound like that will be a more exciting Thursday than normal. (laughs) Yes, I think it will be. I know right after Memorial Day, kids are freshly out of school, probably looking for some stuff to do. So it'll be a, a good time for everybody, parents, kids, adults on their own, teenagers. We'll have something for everybody. We have a lot of exciting programs this summer. I know Animal Tales is coming back. They will be at McCullough, Oakland. And Red Bank, I believe those are all on Tuesday, June 20th. I cannot remember the times for each, but you can find that information at evpl.org or in one of our printed program calendars that we'll have out. So Animal Tales is coming. Westman Woods will be visiting East, West, and Stringtown. They'll be bringing their animals. Beller um, Express, if you're not familiar, they have giant dinosaurs. I heard we were doing the dinosaurs we again this summer. We are doing the dinosaurs. They're going to be at Central and North Park. Once again, I'm not positive on the dates, but all that information is available on evpl.org. But we'll have them at Central and at North Park. So very excited if you've not seen Feller's dinosaurs. I've seen Bo, the T-Rex, mm-hmm. and Serafina, um, the Triceratops. And oh my gosh, they are amazing. They're so big and they're so real. I mean, I don't know if they're realistic because obviously I've never seen a dinosaur for real. It's not Jurassic Park, but they look very realistic. (laughs) Yeah, I remember we had Bo at McCullough and we got to give him his own library card. I think that happened at McCullough. That's adorable. So yeah, we had a big giant dinosaur library card for him and that was great. I wonder what kind of books Bo checks out. We might have to ask him the next time he comes to visit. Mm Mm-hmm. We also are bringing back our robotics camps this summer. Those are always really popular. Yes, we're going to have some robotics. Um, we have the Kibos. Those are for our littles, like pre-K. Mm-hmm. We have WeDo's, which are really fun. Uh, so we'll have camps throughout the summer. We're also rolling out some new camps. There are some school readiness camps. So oh. these are great for the kids that are trying to get their skills ready for school. And they are going to be offered, I believe, at Central Oakland at East. Um, Mm -hmm. So there will be quite a few of our school readiness camps that will be going on. We'll have Bubble Fest at every location. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody, if you have not had a chance to be inside of a bubble, I highly encourage you to come to Bubble Fest so that you can be inside of a bubble. Being inside of a bubble is one of the best parts of volunteering at Bubble Fest too. I'll say that. (laughs) I will say for our volunteers, 
I'm glad we have our volunteers because after you have done the be inside the bubble when you're one of the people that squats up and down doing mm-hmm. it for about two hours, it hurts. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> important to trade out for all of those. Yes. We're very grateful for our volunteers whenever it comes to Bubble Fest. <laughs> So the good thing about this year's summer reading program is that obviously our emphasis is always on reading. We want to engage readers and non-readers. We want to encourage you to read, even if you're not a big reader, because you can listen to audiobooks, you can read an ebook, graphic novels, all of it counts. But we also are going to be giving prize entries for coming to library programs, like the ones that we talked about. Um, We Mm -hmm. also give entries for doing things out in the community, going for a walk, stargazing. All of that is encouraged as part of the summer. So we are going to be giving extra entries this year for coming to those programs and doing those activities. That's really exciting. I know we did a similar one a few years ago Mm -hmm. and then kind of when COVID hit, everything kind of shrunk down. We had to adjust. (laughs) (laughs) But now we're kind of getting back to that full like community engagement type of programming. Yes. During the pandemic, I will say the past few years have um, challenged us. I'm going to say challenged us on being creative with the summer reading program. But I do feel like 2023 is kind of going back to the summer reading programs that we had a few years ago, where Mm. we have so many things offered in the library. We're encouraging people to get out and be in the community. We have a lot to offer here in Evansville. I mean, every weekend, if you look at the calendar, there's tons of things going on. And we want people to go out and enjoy that, especially after so many years of maybe being a little hesitant about going outside. So I think summer 2023 is going to be awesome. So speaking of weekend plans, <laughs> we do have a ton of great stuff lined up for Fridays and Saturdays while I'm looking at the calendar. Yep. I see Oakland has the Concerts on the Lawn series. Yes, I think Oakland and East are actually going to be trading off this summer. That'll be a bit different than normal. Yeah, I think Oakland's, they're like every other week, Oakland and then East. Uh, we also sponsor First Fridays. Um, Mm -hmm. at Haney's Corner. So if you go down and check that out, we sponsor all the music. At First Fridays, we sponsor the music at the Music in the Parks that the Mm -hmm. Park Foundation. I believe those are on Thursday evenings for the most part. If you like music, the library supports that in (laughs) many different ways, from concerts here in-house at our locations to concerts out in the community. Not to mention all the instruments we've added to the library of things. Yes. Yeah, ukuleles the little keyboards we have all kinds of cool stuff down there the library thinks is a great addition to our services if you haven't checked that out you need to do that what else do we have going on on the second saturday in june we have book and cook which has always been very popular yes we partner with urban seeds to offer book and cook um it is registration program every registrant who signs up to participate it's a nice little kit. It has books um, that we talk about each month, and we supply the food each month. We have all the kitchen tools that they might need. All of that is included in their registration, thanks to the generosity of Urban Seeds and obviously EVPL. But then you log on and you get to cook together, and you don't have to leave your home, and families can cook together. It's a great opportunity for little aspiring chefs to get the experience of cutting and measuring and all those math and fine motor skills that come along with with cooking. And you get to do it with an experienced person from from Urban Seeds. Mm -hmm. I do like that Urban Seeds has that focus on local food as well. 
Mm-hmm. That's a really cool thing that we can bring to that program through that partnership. Yeah, they source all of their food locally. And I will say Urban Seeds is also working with us on our next Speak event, which is coming up this summer. If you're not familiar with Speak, it evolved from the very popular One Book, One Community program. We did that for many years where we would encourage the community to read a book together. And then we'd bring the author in to present, usually at the Victory Theater or ONEP. Mm-hmm. But it was so successful And the idea is great of having the community come together around a book and having community partners working with us to have programs and book discussions that support it. But it was just once a year. So I don't remember how many years ago, six or seven years ago, we decided to take that success of that once a year program and make it a year long series with Speak. We had some great speakers before the pandemic. My favorite always will be Jason Reynolds. That was phenomenal. Jacqueline Woodson came. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had some great speakers. And then, of course, the pandemic. So we have just started the Speak series again. We had our first children's author in October with Carol Lindstrom. We just hosted DJ Savarisi a couple of weeks ago. He's non-speaking autistic poet. Phenomenal program. So our next one, we are working with Urban Seeds. We're having Robin Wall Kimmer come on Thursday. There's another Thursday activity for you, Ellen. <laughs> on Thursday, July 13th at 7 p.m. at the Victory Theater, uh, Robin Wall Kimmer is the author of the very popular Braiding Sweetgrass. It was on the New York Times bestseller months. I don't even remember how long it was. Yeah, it was up there for a while. <laughs> a very long time. So she will be joining us. And Urban Seeds has been a great partner. Robin Mallory, who's the former CEO, director, she just retired. She was very passionate and vital to bringing Robin Wall Kimmerer here to, to Evansville. So we've been very fortunate to use our relationship with Urban Seeds to bring even more opportunities. So Mark your calendars, Thursday, July 13th at 7 p.m. at the Victory Theater. Robin Walkimmer will be there. She will autograph books afterwards. Blue Stocking Social will be coming and selling some books with us. And then we'll have a third and final speaker for the Speak series in September, on September 21st at 7 p.m. at ONEP. Brad Meltzer is joining us. I don't know. Are you a history nerd? Us. Sometimes. That's okay. I am a big history nerd. My degree was in history. I nerd out our vacation just a couple weeks ago. My husband and I went to the historic triangle in Virginia, which is Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. Big history nerd. Brad Meltzer, if you are not familiar and you love history, if you love thrillers, he is a phenomenal author to follow. He writes thrillers, nonfiction. He writes children books, mm-hmm. uh, like a bunch of the popular I Am books are written oh, by okay. him. Yeah. So he will be joining us. He also has had two TV shows on the History Channel. Brad Meltzer's Decoded is like one of the best ones. He explores symbols and things throughout our early days here, the symbolism behind it. And he decodes the meaning and the people and the stories behind it. Excellent. I watched that show so much. So I am very excited. Once again, fangirling because we're going to have Brad Meltzer here on Thursday, September 21st at 7 p.m. at ONEP. So Speak is here. We are excited. I'm already planning 2024. I don't have anything solid, but it's going to be fantastic. So that's kind of some of the bigger events. Those are. But if you're looking for just something you can do on a weekday or a weekend, let's talk about some of the more unique summer programming that we have going on. All right. So I see here we have a Juneteenth family craft night. 
Yes. And that will be happening Friday, June 16th. It's 1 to 4, so you can drop by anytime at Evansville East. They will be making mini wind socks of the Juneteenth flag, and you can learn about the flag and the meaning behind the design. And as a note, as we're talking about Juneteenth, we are closed on Monday, June 19th, to celebrate Juneteenth. Okay, okay. So that's the Friday before. Correct. So a nice little reminder for everybody. (laughs) Make sure you show up Friday and not on Monday. (laughs) Yes, we will not be here. We also have several Pride events going on for June. I know EVP West is hosting a Pride event. If you find the date, please feel free to pop in and share it. But they'll be making uh, some crafts that celebrate Pride. They'll have some really cool bracelets that we just ordered. So I know West is having a great event for that. Our outreach team will be out in the community celebrating Pride at the community events that you'll find at Haney's Corner, Main Street. Doesn't the library usually do something for the Pride Parade? I believe so. I I don't know what we've confirmed for this year. I'm not in charge of (laughs) outreach anymore, but I do know (laughs) that it's on their radar and they will be at least having a table. If they're not in the parade, they will have a table at the event. Yes, we have an event at East on the 15th and on the 28th at Stringtown. We do have multiple Pride events throughout the month of June. I also think here at Central, we are having Kelly Kurz come. Mm-hmm. He just wrote a book um, about being out and proud in Evansville. It might be the title. I'm so sorry, Kelly, if I got the title incorrect. But he will be joining us here in June to talk about his book that he just published. So that's here at Central in the Browning Room. Once again, the date's on evpl.org. We have too much going on. I can't find any of Trying to remember the dates and times for things is very difficult when you have so many exciting things going on at EVPL. Mm -hmm. I mean, I look at that calendar multiple times because... It's my job, (laughs) but I can't remember it all. (laughs) In addition to that one and the craft events, we also have a Pride Drive-In at Oakland featuring a family-friendly movie as well as booths with games hosted by Community Resources. Fantastic. Um, So that sounds like it's going to be a whole big event. And they have a really nice setup out at Oakland to watch movies outside. Oh, yeah. They have a great lawn space. And then right at the end of June, to wrap up the month, I see we have some 4th of July crafts going on on June 30th. Come make a fun craft to celebrate telling England to take a hike. (laughs) And that will be a great way to celebrate in advance of July 4th, when we will also be closed. I love that description. We were at Yorktown a couple weeks ago. And have you watched Hamilton? Yes. Okay. So when we drove into Yorktown, we stayed in Yorktown. We definitely played guns and ships in the Battle of Yorktown very loudly and obnoxiously. And it's a Mm -hmm. small town of like 150 residents. I'm sure they hated us. But I mean, if you're a Hamilton fan, how could you not? (laughs) Sometimes you just have to. I know. They should just embrace it. (laughs) So in addition to all of these programs, we are also still focusing on reading a bit as well. Yes. So for the summer reading portion of summer, um, you will get a log or you can participate by using Beanstack. Uh, We will have it available in print and in digital format. And for ages 0 to 12, for every 10 books read, they'll get a prize entry. For teens and adults, every book that they read gets them a prize entry because those teen and adult books can be quite lengthy. Um, So you get prize entries and you can submit those. There are three prize packs for each age group. There are some really cool 
prizes and you get to select which prizes you want you put your entries in for. And after July 31st, we will have a drawing for all of our winners and notify them. So the more you read, the more you go out and do the programs and the community stuff, the more entries that you will get to win these cool prizes. And I'll give you a little hint. You want some prize I details? am dying to know what the prizes are. Oh my gosh. Okay. Where do I begin? Well, for adults, we will have a Kindle. We'll have a date night and then, well, you can take yourself on a date. Anything could be a date. Um, but the Philharmonic was generous and they donated some tickets to the oh, Philharmonic. Wow. And then we have a gift card to go to Brew Burger. So you can go get some food, go to the Philharmonic. We also have a sensory friendly kit for adults that has some headphones and weighted blanket, stuff like that. I love the earphones that mm-hmm. you can put in to block out the sound. So we're really excited about that one. For teens, we have a hammock and a yeah, oh really cool hammock that they can win. What are some other prizes? We have a steam pack for some of the kids that have this really adorable called Coda Mouse. You know, it's like a little mouse and it's on a pad and you coat it so that it goes around the pad. I think I saw that we were talking about that at McCullough recently. It is adorable. So we have that. Deep Blue donated some passes. So we have an ocean pack for, I believe that's ages 6 to 12. So they could win a chance for some Deep Blue passes along with some other ocean-themed prizes. Westman Woods donated passes. Mesker Park donated stuff. So we have a lot of cool prizes this year. That Musker Park Pass is going to be a hot commodity. Yes, it is fantastic. And the Westmont Woods. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't I don't get out there as often as I should, but I try to get out there at least once a year. And it's just hard to imagine you're in the middle of the city when you're out there. Yeah. It's really cool. So um, we were lucky to have some really generous donations for our community partners. AZIP donated some stuff for the registration packs. Walther's donated and Licks. So those little coupons. Those coupons will be in the registration pack. There'll be one in each of the packs. So as long as supplies last, we'll have a really cool coupon for everybody in the registration pack. All I'm hearing is that you need to get out here quick. Yes, I think so. I, you know. June 1st, you get a party, you get a registration pack, has some other cool stuff in it. I'm not going to give all the details away, but the registration pack, I'm really excited about that. So yeah, we have some great prizes and we really encourage people to read and participate that way. But also going out and doing these programs and being out in the community will get you a chance to win some of these prizes. I do also want to take just a quick minute to talk about people who may not be able to participate in summer reading. Yes. Because we are still doing that annual reading challenge. Yes. So every other month besides June and July, we have our annual reading challenge. It goes every month. It starts over again. And it's very easy to participate. It's for Mm -hmm. all ages. It's one entry. So you can read one book. You can read 67 books. Whatever you read for the month, it all counts in the drawing. But the great part about it is that we have we have drawings at every location mm-hmm. for every age group. So the yeah. more you read every month, the more chances you have to win. And it's very easy. It's on paper. You grab the log. You write it down. Drop it in the box. If you're going to read, you might as well get a chance to win a really cool prize. Yeah, we've definitely had some great stuff. We've had some um, book-themed travel mugs. Mini baking kits, I know, was a prize for the children's entry one month. There's some really cool stuff that we get. Yeah. And I mean, all these programs too, I I don't know if the public always knows this, but your librarians love to read as well. And we also offer a staff version. And it is one of the best part about my jobs every (laughs) month is I get all these entries. And it is remarkable how many, how much librarians read. Some Mm -hmm. of those entries every month, they have 20, 30 books on there. It's impressive. (laughs) 
I'm so behind on my reading challenge for this year. <laughs> You're just reminding me that I need to read more now. I, you know, as much as I promote challenges and I love these, I am not a good tracker of my reading. Yeah. It's just, I just read and I've tried to keep track. And that's why we do have the reading program. Yeah. Uh, the whole goal of it is to track how many books the community reads within a year, both staff and public. And I know in 2022, our total was 30,881 books. That is correct. So every entry that was submitted last year added up to that that number. And I'm not going to be afraid to tell everybody that I've set an internal, external goal for our community to reach 50,000 books this year. So I know it's a big jump. I know we can do it. Just participate so we know how much you read. (laughs) (laughs) So Erica, we have books. We have books. We have programs. Programs. We have prizes. Prizes. We have parties. Ooh, lots of parties. What reason do you think people have not to be there? Oh, I can't. I mean, time. People always say there's not enough time, but it's very easy. I mean, you can listen to an audiobook and it counts and you're driving like you in said, the car. We have Beanstack registration. We have Beanstack, so you can do it all on your device. I don't know why you wouldn't want to participate. I The library offers so much for the community, and I, I think sometimes... There's such a overwhelming amount of things going on in everyone's life that they can't remember everything. So this is this is my call out that you remember EVPL and you come and visit us this summer and see what awesome things that we have going on. And you're going to have so much fun this summer that you're going to keep coming back even when summer's over. Well, you definitely have me hooked. <laughs> so it looks like we have a long summer of reading ahead of us. Be sure to keep an eye out on our calendar for any updates in those programs. And we'll see you there. Thank you. Bye. Bye.